Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers and you go on your merry way because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. I absolutely love using this platform to bring on other wedding industry professionals to tell you all of their wisdom to help you with any wedding planning sticking points. So today is an interview with one of my industry professional friends that I can't wait for you to hear. Take a listen. Kara, thank you so much again for being here with me today. It is always such a treat to have a chance to sit down and chat with you because you are you're no good at what you do. <laughs> thank you. I love being here. It's it's quite fun. You bring you bring a lot of health and balance to the because I, I can tell you when you're supposed to book certain vendors and and I can give you my opinion on emotional things, but this is not something that I'm literally clinically trained in. So Kara. Uh, for those who may not have heard you before or haven't heard some of your previous episodes here on this podcast, who are you? What do you do? Oh, I am a life coach for brides. I have my master's in social work and my certification in life coaching. And I yeah. sort of combined that background with my love affair with all things wedding yeah. to really serve women at this pivotal time, right? Leading up to and after the wedding and all the just stuff that comes with it that really intense emotional stuff and relational stuff that comes up around this time in life that is it's such to me it's just a really rich time to learn so much about yourself yes you learn so much about yourself and so much about the people around you and you also learn like that you have expectations that maybe you were not aware of beforehand you have hopes and dreams for what the people around you will be doing or won't be doing and then you realize that they're not meeting those expectations so you kind of get this weird dance of like wanting more from some people and wanting less from other people, which really boils down to my favorite B word, boundaries. Like what does that look like? Because now you're in a heightened sense of emotional labor that you, you, you've never, you've probably never been here before. So tackling this with tact is a difficult thing because you've never had these expectations placed on you before. Absolutely. I think like we said, boundaries is such a word these days, mm -hmm. but it can be super useful to think about in wedding planning land, because if you know, you know, people seem to come out of the woodworks, right? A lot of people's mm -hmm. opinions will come up and people want to offer to help or just really sort of come at you. A lot of brides describe just like, whoa, I felt very just like under the spotlight. Everyone's talking at me. There's all these things that people want me to do and use their advice. And then, like you said, there are other people who you were like, I thought you were going to be right here with me. And yeah. I thought we were doing this together. And I thought this was our project and I'm feeling a little like isolated or unsupported or let down yeah. by your involvement, whether it's your partner or your mom or your bestie, like it could be anything, right? But it's just like you said, you came in with an idea of how this would be in terms of who would be close to you and whose opinions would be a part of it and who'd be in the conversation at the mm -hmm. table. And wow, it can easily get real mixed up. Yeah. So it feels like it, it feels like there's this need for I am putting up this boundary for some, but also I have to still let some people in and I'm encouraging more people to step in. Looks like you're the bouncer of your own emotional life, which you, which you are, right? We just love our analogies. We run with those. But you are all of a sudden standing at a door and you are having to gatekeep what you allow and what you don't allow, which for some people, gatekeeping, it's, it's such like a, a spicy word to toss out with gatekeeping, which I just did recently when I was talking about something in the wedding industry. So like, I am guilty of it too. Yeah. But 
you're now forced into a position where you have to. It's almost like there's this pendulum swing of like, allow everyone to come all the way in. We have no fences, no boundaries, no nothing. Or we firm it all the way up and we have fences and we have boundaries and nobody's allowed in. But instead, it requires the emotional management of you standing at the gate and allowing people in or out. Absolutely. I think that is such a useful metaphor, right? We need to, especially because you often have a job and a real life and you're trying to have your relationship and then all of a sudden you're adding this huge project on top, just the bandwidth, the emotional or energetic bandwidth to deal with all the things and all the people it's going to require you to get a little more intentional and a little um, get out ahead of some of this stuff. And I think, mm-hmm. like you said, that's why we want to focus on the idea of boundaries. Like who's allowed to even weigh in on it is like the fence. And then like, who do I want to hear from is you're at the gate. Like, no mother-in-law, you matter. You're in the car. Like you come on in, right. If yeah. you feel like maybe she's too nervous to give her, she doesn't want to offend you. She doesn't know you that well. Or she, so you decide though, who you let in. Yeah. I'll never forget being, getting my, I was at the nail salon and the woman is like, I have a makeup artist. You have to use her. And I'm just like, I'm, I find my, I was found myself just feeling like, okay, I need to take this advice. I need to. And I'm just like, wow, no. Right. I'm a person who like has to be much more intentional about like putting the boundary up. Cause I'm much more like let everybody in. And I'm like, you know what? I have had so many people giving me recommendations and I'm not taking it from this human that I don't know. Like, thank you for your energy and your excitement, but also just no, just, yeah. I can't like, yeah. you're not, you don't have a seat at this table. I don't know your name. Like you don't have a seat. Oh my gosh. (laughs) If you thought for one second that I was going to start a brand new podcast and not bring over Generation Tux to join me, you are sorely mistaken. But you guys, there's a reason that I keep talking about them. There's a reason that I'm so obsessed with them. And one of them is all of the free offerings to you as the wedding couple. Number one, free swatches. If you want to do color comparison or compare it to any dresses or linens or florals, they will send you free swatches. Number two, a free home try-on for the wedding couple with free round-trip shipping. All of that's free. (laughs) Number three, with five paid rentals, the groom gets his suit rental for free. Number four, with seven paid rentals, the groom gets his rental for free and then gets to keep the suit. You guys, if I've not convinced you to check out Generation Tux at this point, I don't I don't know who will. Head on over to wolferandco.com forward slash suits to claim your free prize. To- you guys, just because you are listening to this episode right now, we are getting an exclusive spring promo with Generation Tux for the wedding couple to get 20 bucks off of the suit rental. Now, it can't be combined with another offer. It starts March 21st and goes through June 21st of this year. We can apply it to past events or checkouts but if you have yet to rent your suit and you want to save 20 whole dollars please use code wolferspring at checkout that's code wolferspring at checkout getting married and having a baby that all of a sudden it's like oh well let me tell you and you're like thank you random stranger in the produce aisle i really was hoping that you would do this today right no no thank you so, and sometimes the, the, the gatekeeping, and we mean this in the most positive sense. I think that there's a very healthy element to going, no, I'm going to be the bouncer on who's allowed into my head. Yeah. Who's allowed into like to have an opinion at the opinion table. Yeah. I am the king of the Knights of the round table and I get to decide who I'm letting in here. Wow. We're just going, we're pulling out all the analogies, but hopefully you're tracking with us, but t- taking that step and being empowered to make those decisions and make those choices is really hard and takes constant effort if you're not good at it. Yeah, it really does. And that's why it's, it's just an important thing to practice because as you so poignantly said, so many people come in, I think into wedding drama like Mm -hmm. this and think, well, I'm just going to just grit and bear it. I've only got to get through a couple months and then I'll get my life back. 
what you fail to remember is that like, no, this is the new normal, right? Great. All these people are like in your, right? If it's the in-laws that are pop, that's like, they're in your life. And then if you're going to have a baby or like, it's going to yeah. keep happening. So that's why I'm always like, let's just stop and pause now and see how we can build this muscle, get this skill because it's going to serve you. Whatever you need to learn in your wedding process, it's going to serve you after. So it's really worth learning. And I think that that's the thing about boundaries that people get confused and it takes more energy than it needs to, because we think sometimes the boundary is like, Hey, if you, if you keep saying this thing, and if you keep offering, you know, advice about the weight I should be in my wedding dress or the style mm. of my wedding dress or some, some like really opinion that is not welcome. We think like, if you keep saying that, I'm going to think you're a mean person and I'm going to get mad at you. And we're going to have the, yeah. right. Like that's the boundary. Like if you do that, I'm going to think you suck. That's not a boundary, right? That's just you having opinion and a reaction. A boundary is like, Hey, if you keep bringing your opinions about my weight or my dress or something, I am going to hang up the phone or I am going to walk out of the room. Right. So it's just reminding people, like, just like you're just that, that fence we're talking about, like, oh, it should feel like running up against a piece of wood. It should feel like getting a shock. If it's an electrical fit, like this is a boundary just means like, oh, if this, then this. Yeah. So like, and it, and that's the way too, where I feel like it can be such a cleaner thing mm. of like, Hey, you know what? We're not going to talk about that. And like, if you, if you do, like, we're not going to invite you to the next meeting with the planner, right? Yeah. If you continue to push some other agenda that we've already agreed is not going to happen at the wedding, like, oh, yes. we're just not going to be able to invite you to the next planning meeting. And it's very clear. There clear aren't necessarily clean. emotional emotions right. attached. It's right. not, I'm attacking your integrity or your character person who's crossing this boundary. It's like, Hey, just a reminder, this is here. I mean, all of these analogies are so funny because like we do have electric fencing <laughs> for our animals and I have border collies and which I'm sure we'll get into the whole dog situation in a minute. But I think that there's a really healthy way of being like, hey, don't touch that. <laughs> like that's, that's, it's just going to hurt you. And like, I put that there for a reason. So you probably shouldn't touch it. My mom and I have this great, this great relationship. And uh, there's, there'll be times where I will say, I can't go too much into this. I can't dive mm -hmm. into this. I'm not emotionally the place where I can talk about this, but I will respond to your point real quick. Mm -hmm. And we've now shared that and flexed that muscle enough that she goes, okay, I hear that. Great. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about it another time. Or like, I'm just at capacity right now. And I can't unpack a new thing. Can't because she would happily just sit in it with me. She'd be like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's go. Let's rumble. It's going to be great. Then like, I am already rumbling on like seven different subjects. I can't, I can't go here. So a boundary doesn't have to be a club. And that's something that um, Elizabeth Earnshaw, we had her on, she, she so effectively said this, it can kind of be demonized as like, yeah. uh, maybe not demonized. That's not quite the right connotation, but it's like, don't cross this boundary. You're going to get smacked. It's like, right. no, just, just a reminder. That's a no for me. Right. And I think that's the thing. It's like in every fence, there's the gate. And that's where I think you can even think of the gate too. Like, here's my dress. Mm. I'm going to share. It's already bought and I'm going to share. Like, I would love you to just send it's already me bought. Yes. Right. Like I've already bought it. I'm sharing it with you because I want you to just like send me a heart emoji or something. Like some people are so specific. And I think that's, you can say what you're inviting in. Like mm -hmm. this is the decision we've made and I'm not available for feedback or I, I am looking forward to your thumbs up. I am looking forward to your good wishes or your, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. inviting people, like, here's what I'm asking from you, like a high five, like here's my news and here's how I'd like you to react to it. Or that's the reaction that is appropriate or welcome in this space. Not like, cause some people sometimes think it's a debate, right? Like if you put on the group chat, you and address, well then 
if they don't know, are they like, oh, are we looking for the flaws? Are we looking for the like, uh, are we? No, it's like, hey, this is what I've chosen. I'm sharing it with you to celebrate with me. Yes. And then they're like, oh, so now all that. Great. All those opinions I had that might be seen as constructive in a different are now just like, oh, let those fall out of my mouth and just do the woohoo. Because that's what react to the text. Right. Right. I was invited in to celebrate with you. I wasn't invited in to critique you, debate you, Mm -hmm. underestimate you, have you second guess yourself. And so sometimes well-meaning people love that little direction, right? Like, whoop, like here's what we're asking. Yes. Yes. And I think that there's, there's so much, it's hard to establish that first mm-hmm. for yourself and you're afraid of people's responses and you're afraid mm-hmm. that they're going to be like, uh, what, what do you mean? I'm allowed to have an opinion on it. So you, you are already probably going to know that these are the type of relationships you're going to have to stand next to the gate and go, Mm-mm. <laughs> Great. nope, I, I have a feeling I'm going to try and navigate you through the gate in this direction. I have a feeling you're probably not going to go that way. And that's where you can just kind of come back to the, the fact of the matter. The yeah. fact of what we're talking about, you have been allowed to just be excited with me. Um, and if that's, if you're going to continue to come back with feedback, that's like this, the dress is already purchased. Right. So like not helpful, not welcome. Right. Right. And I think that there's, there's so many circumstances where when you're planning a wedding, cause we've talked about this on multiple occasions, but like people just get cuckoo. All of a sudden you've got, you've got a lamb that's like seemed normal and is now stressed out and flipping out and jumping over fence, like just yeeting themselves into places that they don't belong and you're like okay where did this come from I didn't anticipate this something spooked you you thought you were supposed to go a specific direction again I'm telling you I love analogies and running with them and just really driving it home because there will be circumstances where you're like I think I have to keep an eye on this I'm gonna practice this boundary I'm gonna stand next to this gate and then all of a sudden oh yeah you are sailing right over it like the rules don't apply okay exactly Are you feeling lost or overwhelmed with wedding planning? Why does this also sound like an infomercial? (laughs) Take a deep breath. You are in the right place. I've put together this amazing, if I do say so myself, wedding planning checklist that tells you all the things that you need to be doing and when you need to be doing them. A step-by-step path just for you. You can grab your step-by-step wedding planning checklist now at weddingchecklist.co. That's weddingchecklist.co. The thing about wedding world that like it sometimes just brings us up in a way that it doesn't in our regular life is because so many people went through their wedding journey and then they're like, but I have all these lessons. I have all this advice and I don't get to have a wedding again. So I can't, you know what I mean? I can't learn from my life and then apply it to my own life. It's like, it's like this, you know, they found this insight and so they feel almost obligated and it can be very well-meaning, but as the person also walking through it yourself, there's only so much that you want, only so much of it is relevant to you, only so much is welcome. And so I think that is, like you said, so much of boundaries, I feel like in the public discourse right now is very, here's my fence, I'm putting up a new fence. Every time you turn around, there might be a new fence. I don't really experience it that way. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's pretty rare. Like it's like your house and there's the, right? There's like, say you've got your white picket fence around it. Like none of us think about it. We all sort of just know it's, it's like when somebody with confusion or malintent is going to hit up against it. Most times it's not. Most times I feel like you're self boundarying, right? Like I'm not going to send a text of me in a dress to people in my like third circle, right? Cause it's, isn't, that's not me keeping right. So much of the boundary yeah. keeping is you keeping yourself safe and yourself contained 
in a way that like you want to live your life, make your decisions, have your conversations. Yeah. And it's, I think, you know what I mean? And again, wedding world, I think brings up more of the, whoopsie, you bumped into the fence because you were trying to help. And I'm telling you, oh, I get that. I love you, but I can't accept any more help because I have yeah. a lot. I have a lot. I have a lot. Or your help isn't relevant. You know what I mean? Like your wedding from 1962. Oh, it feels like relevant, but like, actually it's not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that there's, there's so much of this that it requires, it kind of requires upkeep and maintenance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's wrong with the fence analogy? I mean, how often are, do ranchers, they're like always, they're always mending fences. Always. Always mending fences. They're always out there, always checking. The other day, I mean, we have like a tiny little homestead, but my husband's like, I feel like the list of things to do out there never ends. I'm like, well, that's what happens when you have property. Yeah. It just, it will never end. You know, it will keep going. So there is an element of this that like all of a sudden you now have property and you have space and you have land and you're like, I would like to defend this, but also let people in. And, and so those nuances, it's, I can't say that it's going to be the same plan of attack for everybody, right? Like you will, this will just be, have, this will have to be a, a practice. Yeah. And it's a healthy practice to have in place. It's a healthy practice to have as just like a functioning adult. Um, your wedding just magnifies it a mm-hmm. lot. But what happens when you get to those points and that, that one sheep is just like, bloop, like launches over and it's your wedding day. And you're like, "Ah, great. Here I am. I stood at the gate. I was the best bouncer emotionally for myself, or maybe I wasn't. I learned and I pivoted and I redirected and I, I did the emotional labor to get here. And now my mother has the audacity, right? Or that one aunt that I was kind of watching that was getting a little squirrely is like, she showed up wearing white, you know, whatever that happens to be. But now it's, it's showtime. It's game day. Right. What happens then? Yeah. I feel like the day of, yeah. right. All those boundaries that we were able to put in for conversations leading up to the planning and all of that. The day of is a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? Now you're in it and we don't have time to be standing on the fence, opening the gate, doing all the things. This is where I always, I always think of it as bringing in the bridal buffer. This is where you are using humans yeah. to do the gatekeeping and the fence tending for you yeah. because you are unavailable energetically, emotionally, logistically to do all of that. And that's where like your planners, your besties, your cousin, right. But you're going to think ahead because you're going to have seen, right. I can't tell you how many brides I get who are just like, I'm scared of my mom's energy in the room on the getting ready day, mm. or I'm scared of, you know, this guest who might do a thing and cause it, but you, you pretty much know who your little black sheep are going to be that are going to yes. be causing the problem. And so that's when you invoke your human people to like be on the spot and have you right. Like know you get you get the sign can read the room and do that tending for you, putting up the emotional barrier and buffer between you and problem. Yeah. Which of course, for me with having like, we've got border collies. I'm like, I don't, I, yes, I call in the dogs. Call in the dogs. This is beyond my capacity, beyond my control. Uh, we raise Nigerian dwarf goats. We're just, this is like the perfect episode for me to use all the analogies. Um, and they are stubborn and they are, I mean, you don't call them, right? They, they're like, if they want to come, they'll follow you. If you have food, they'll go wherever you take them. Right. But occasionally they're like, Ooh, that's green. I'm gonna go eat that. And you're like, that's the garden. You're not allowed. And I realized that it's out of my capacity to manage six goats going in separate directions. So I call the dogs. Like I'm like, our dogs are Bonnie, Clyde, and Pepper. And I go, hey, let's go. And I just bring them out and all they have to do is lay there. And the goats are like, oh, 
okay, never mind, never mind. So on your wedding day, who are those dogs going to be? And again, it doesn't have to be ferocious. It doesn't have to be an attack. It doesn't have to be a bite. It's just a teammate, a partner in this who goes, I've got you. You go do your thing because this is your day. And this is obviously, we want this to be a special experience for you. And that's why in our final details meeting, I always ask this question. I say, no, you don't have to answer this. But if you, if you do have a response, please feel free to share if you want. Are there any people or relationships that you would like for us to be made aware of that uh, could be something you want us to keep an eye on on your wedding day? Um, and I said, you know, this could be someone who, you know, maybe overindulges a little or a relationship that you might be a little wary of what's happening right now, but they're still coming. Anything like that you want us to be made aware of. And sometimes couples are like, oh, no, it's all good. It's fine. And at other times it's like, oh, actually, yeah. Yep. I'm going to share this. And this is hard because if you don't have a dog on your side already, and again, not a vicious attack, not coming at them, just an awareness of like, I'm going to sit right here. Yeah. I'll protect mm-hmm. you. It's a protection. Yeah. Which is a really good case for hiring a planner or hiring a coordinator. If you don't have those people, or if you don't want the people in your life to feel like they have to step up, like, I don't, well, I don't want them working on my wedding day anyways. That's okay. I'm a border collie by nature. This is what I do. It's yeah. your job. That's the cool thing about having yeah. a plan or the coordinator do it. It's their job, right? They are just, and then they're not part of the family narrative going forward and all part of the dynamics. It's so great when it's sort of that outside person who's like, hey, I'm here to do my job, to protect the bride, to mm-hmm. execute the vision. And this is what was asked. And I'm going to do this. I think there's like something nice and clean about having it be that outside person. Yeah, I agree. And I've always told clients, I'm like, hey, if you, if you ever want to blame me, yeah, do it. Happy to, right? Do it. And like, oh, if you don't want, like, I've made this joke so many times. <laughs> it, hopefully, it sounds organic every time. But I'm like, hey, if you don't want to go out on a Friday night, just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. My wedding planner gave me stuff. You know, it's like, <laughs> I love it. You yeah. can't, can't go. Now, of course, I would prefer that you just be honest with your friends. But that that is how far that you could, if you're like, no, I, I uh, oh, my planner really needs us. Yeah. Just to kind of save you from that yes. those last minute chaotic details. Exactly. I think that is the thing because with all of this boundary stuff, it's not just keeping people out. It's like protecting your energy. It's protecting mm-hmm. your day. It's protecting yeah. your experience. It's protecting your relationship. A lot of times, like, it's so funny, like, especially for those close relationships with like your parents and just like, I love you. And I also know in this moment, I'm going to need a little, right. Like yeah. I need you to, I either need you to come in. So can you make sure my mom is in the room for my dress or like, oof, I'm going to need some breathing room. Like it can, yeah. it's literally both sides. There's no right or wrong. It's what feels protective for you. And that's why boundaries like, right. Fences are not bad. It can be a happy thing. There's gates. We can let people in. We can let people out. It's clear. It's established. It's not just this like like you said, like a club or like something rude all the time. It's just protective and we all deserve protection. It's, it, it's so important. And our relationships need protecting. And sometimes you're saving the relationship by putting the boundaries in like, Hey, we're going to do much better if we don't talk about these things, or we're going to be much better if we do talk about these things. Like it's nurturing and it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. I I encourage you to, if you need to process this further, like just feel free to one, sit with this Two, see the beauty of boundaries. They don't have to be this club. It can be very simple. If it's, it feels extra emotional, you can boil it down to facts. If you need to, the dress is already bought. Right. 
So unless you're offering to spend another $2,000 on a brand new dress and you want to drive me to all these new bridal shops and pay for my time off of work, let's be practical about it. Your opinion doesn't change anything here. You know, bring it back to those facts, appreciate how beautiful boundaries are and realize that gatekeeping can be very healthy. Yep. It just depends on how you swing it, right? And then when you need to, you can call on the border collie because they're really good at their jobs. And that could be your friends. And that could be a family member, someone who's aware of the situation that sheep keeps jumping, right? That person I'm, I'm aware, or it could be a professional. I mean, there's a reason that we as planners and coordinators exist. Um, and if you're like, I already went through all of this, <laughs> I'm on the other side or I'm in the thick of it and I don't have a dog and I don't know how to hold this gate and I don't know what healthy boundaries look like and I just need to talk to somebody, if I can, highly encourage that y'all go check out Kara and what she's doing because this is this is something that I think is sometimes needs some more one-on-one handling. It needs a more intimate conversation than just some podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's usually our closest people and it matters and we feel it cause it's our closest people. And so that's why it usually does deserve some time and attention and intention and some skill. Yeah. There are ways of doing this. And these are the things like we can learn how to show up in our life and in our relationships better. And that's why mm-hmm. I'm always like investing in that just seems so, so wise. Yeah, I completely agree. I just think that there's, cause you're right. It, it's, it's not the random stranger you see on the street that's going to irre- irrevocably damage your fences. Right. right. It's the, it's the person that's right next to it that keeps hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. And you're like, okay, like I gotta, I gotta work through some of this. So if you are experiencing that, uh, Kara, where can they find you um, and seek a little bit more, a little bit more guidance on this? Yeah, probably easiest to just jump on the website, karamaureen.com. I'm on Instagram at Kara Gassabe and I'm on TikTok, the bridal coach. And I have a podcast, Whispers to a Bride. That's also can be a little helpful, a little voice in your ear as well. Yeah. And of course, y'all, we will include all those in the show notes below if you want to go check them out. There is at a certain point recognizing your capacity for what you can and cannot handle during a very emotionally fraught season of life. There's a lot of prudence in that. There's a lot of health. There's a lot of wisdom. So we encourage you, if you are in this in any capacity, please reach out to Kara. Um, There's a reason that (laughs) she's the bridal coach because it's needed. If you are struggling with wedding planning and you have questions and you just need someone to listen and to chat with, come join us in the Master Plan community over at themasterplanwed.com. I would love to have you in there. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, jump on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can let the podcast people know that Jamie knows what she's talking about sometimes. (laughs) And until next time, bye guys.